the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Hansy Joe has some explaining to do. That would be Joe Biden. And we're not talking about what Tara Reid said he did to her back in 1993. On Sunday, Joe was asked by uh, George Stephanopoulos if he knew anything about the Obama administration investigating Michael Flynn. Joe said no. Uh, then George reminded him that, well, uh, Joe, uh, we have you at a meeting here with President Obama, Jim Comey, and a few other people a few days before Obama left office. And uh, according to the documents, uh, that's what they were talking about. Then Joe gave a weak answer, something about, well, I mean, I thought you asked if I was involved in the prosecution, uh, which, of course, George didn't ask him. So it was a weak answer. Nobody believed it. Well, today the names of the people who asked that Flynn be unmasked were released, and Hansy Joe's name is on the list. Now, when the government is tapping the phone of someone who is being spied upon, say a Russian ambassador, they spy on they, they, they tap the phones of everybody who's not uh, an American. Um, just that's, and I think every, all the diplomats know it, and they know they're being, they're, their phones are tapped, so they, don't, they try not to say anything that's going to get them or their country in trouble. But uh, when that happens and, uh, and the American on the phone is involved in the, in the conversation, well, he's, uh, he's not supposed to have uh, his identity, identity revealed. He is supposed to have his identity protected. So uh, it turns out that Joe Comey, John Brennan, the former CIA director, uh, and the director of national intelligence at the time, James Clapper, and a few other people, they all asked that Flynn be unmasked. In other words, they wanted to find out who it was, and they wanted to make it public who the Russian uh, ambassador was talking to, uh, even though that's not supposed to happen. Well, then, So they did that. They unmasked him, and then somebody leaked it. And by the way, um, this is not something minor, uh, because unmasking an American citizen for political purposes, it's a criminal act. So you would think that uh, Joe's going to have to f- be forced to address this. Then that might require, of course, the media to, you know, ask him about it. It took the uh, non-Fox media a while to get around to asking him about Tara Reid. They finally did a week and a half or so ago. But that's a she said, he said. This is a developing story, and CNN might have a little more trouble convincing the people dumb enough to watch them that this is just a distraction by the Trump campaign to get attention away from the pandemic stories. That's what they were saying over the weekend. Um, Stelter, uh, Brian Stelter was whining about the um, uh, Fox News uh, spending too much time on the Flynn issue and not enough time on the coronavirus, as though that's not getting enough coverage. Anyway, combine this unmasking situation with the Tara Reid story and um, Hansy Joe's ability to speak coherently for, you know, more than 30 seconds. i got to think that Democrats have to be wondering how they can get Hansy Joe to just, you know, go away. And as I said here a while ago, and I'm still saying it, it's 50-50. I'm calling it 50-50 that he doesn't make it to the convention. Meanwhile, the coronavirus fiasco continues. And coming up after a break, we will be focusing on, for the rest of the show, two people who are fed up. One is planning a protest in Harrisburg uh, on Friday, and one is a cop who may have lost his job for doing a video standing up for the Constitution. It's the founder of Reopen America coming up next, though. Stick around. Well, we're all spending more time at home these days, but somehow the wind and the rain didn't get the memo about shelter in place. This is John Stoggerwald with some great news from Windows R Us Pittsburgh. 
They've been granted a waiver by the governor to handle any emergency repairs outside your home. If you've had damage to your roof, gutters, siding, or windows, Windows R Us Pittsburgh can still answer the call. And everything will be handled in strict compliance with the government's social distancing guidelines to keep your family and their employees safe. You may be eligible for free repair or replacement with the area's premier exterior replacement company with over 50 years of home remodeling experience. Visit WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com for a free inspection from one of their highly trained appraisers. For a no-pressure approach with no hidden fees and one of the fastest turnaround times in the industry, a company who will never skip town when it comes to honoring their warranty. WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. That's WindowsRUsPittsburgh.com. The coronavirus pandemic has caused a lot of chaos lately. But something good that's come from it all is that Americans are waking up to the fact that we make too many things overseas and are reliant on China and other nations for the products that we need most. Enough is enough. Authentically American is a veteran-owned, patriotic, made-in-USA apparel company. They produce the highest quality apparel you can find, and it's all American-made. While other companies are waiting for their supplies to come in from Asia, Authentically American is still going strong, putting our neighbors to work every day. They also give 10% of every purchase to charities that support our veterans and their families. Use code SALEMPITTSBURG to get 10% off your entire purchase. Don't spend one more dime on products made overseas. If every American spent an extra $3.33 on U.S.-made goods, it would create almost 10,000 new jobs in this country. Shop at AuthenticallyAmerican.us and use promo code SALEMPITTSBURG to take 10% off your entire purchase. That's promo code SALEMPITTSBURG. Where is yours made? You all have helped build MyPillow into the amazing company that it is today. Now, Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of MyPillow, wants to give back to our listeners. You can get great discounts on all MyPillow products if you go to MyPillow.com right now and click on the radio listener specials. You're going to see some amazing offers. Right now, MyPillow is offering an exclusive radio special. Today, they're offering buy one, get one free on a variety of their amazing products, including the Supima MyPillows, MyPillow towels, roll-and-go anywhere pillows, duvet covers, Giza pillowcases, bolster pillows, and neck pillows. Plus, if you buy Mike Lindell's book, What Are the Odds? From Crack Addict to CEO, you'll get free shipping and a $25 gift card. Just go to MyPillow.com and enter promo code STAG or call 800-716-8087. Be sure to use promo code STAG. MyPillow is answering the call for more face masks as the country continues to deal with the global coronavirus pandemic. They'll be making face masks for hospitals across the country. Your potential customers are at home right now. Are you there with them? In these uncertain times, the investment you made in digital marketing is really paying off. Thanks to Salem Surround, you're on page one of the search engines. Your online reputation is five-star. Your digital presence is accurate, and you're everywhere. Oh, wait, you're not? You don't have an effective digital marketing strategy? It's not too late. Contact Salem Surround for help. We deliver prescriptive marketing solutions to communicate with your current and future customers that not only meet your needs, but exceed your expectations. Salem Surround can help you with digital marketing during these difficult times and beyond. Total market saturation with increased return on investment. Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence and to learn how we can help place your advertising message in front of today's consumers. Learn more by logging on to surroundpittsburgh.com. Surroundpittsburgh.com, connecting you with new customers. This is the John Stacker Walt Show on AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The answer. So, where will you be at noon on Friday? If you're not busy, maybe because, I don't know, you don't have a job to go to or your business is shut down, you might want to meet Matt Bellis in Harrisburg. He'll be protesting Pennsylvania government stupidity in front of the Capitol. He's founder and organizer of Reopen PA. I think I called it Reopen America uh, leading in uh, before the break there, but it's Reopen PA. And Matt joins us now. Matt, thanks for being here. John, thanks for having me. So uh, I, I, I mistakenly referred to the organization as Reopen PA, but I, I wouldn't guess that you would be against reopening America either. <laughs> no, we want to reopen all of the states, but uh, frankly, trying to get PA reopened is a big enough job in itself, so glad to just focus in on this one. That's right. So this, this, uh, this is take two on the protest. You held a demonstration back on April 20th, right? 
We did, but it really is a continuation of our original uh, grievances, frankly, because uh, we want to reopen the state and do it uh, responsibly. But unfortunately, the governor has just held on to these emergency powers so long and has uh, completely disregarded the General Assembly, the duly elected representatives that you and I put in place, completely ignoring them, making decisions by fiat. That's got to end, and that's what we're doing there on Friday, to tell the governor to give up the power. Yeah, and, and back on April 20th, how many people showed up, and what was the fallout from that one? Gosh, I've seen estimates from the 20th as little as 1,000 to as much as 10,000. We had people going around cars. We had people there on the steps of the Capitol. There were so many people. At least it was loud enough. We did hear from the governor, uh, but frankly, uh, it didn't go far enough. So how did Reopen PA start, and how many people are with you right now? Well, back in April 13th, uh, we started uh, April, uh, excuse me, we started to reopen PA just because we had heard of some of the other states start to talk about that. We wanted to know exactly what it would take to reopen the, the state itself. Up until that point, it was all shelter in place and uh, don't talk about reopening and uh, stay home. Uh, and you can't orient your life like that. There are people who have jobs and businesses and lives to get back to and without a real clear-cut plan, uh, we were left wondering what was going to happen. So what we needed to do was bring together a bunch of people who have that same idea to reopen the state, to challenge the power, and to know exactly how we're going to get back to our old normal. Uh, but uh, as time has gone on, we've grown the uh, the group to about 90,000 people now, and uh, people are just kind of coming up with the idea that maybe all the decisions uh, that were made weren't the right ones. The government's not necessarily batting a thousand here. We need to have a seat at the table. We're a sovereign citizenry, and we're not even being represented. So that's why Reopen PA has continued. And uh, frankly, I'll be honest with you, we don't want to continue. We don't want to be here. But until we reopen the state and the governor is rescinding these emergency powers, uh, we're going to be here. We're going to be loud with a loud and clear message. Yeah, so it's it's been like uh, three weeks since your first rally down there, and I don't think people are any happier now than they were then with what's going on. So do you sense even more anger? And what kind of a crowd do you expect on Friday at noon? Well, we do. <laughs> I would say this. If the governor didn't want a protest there on Friday, he wouldn't have called us cowards and selfish. Uh, but because he is dividing the, the people He is creating animosity. We have a group of people here that are ready to show up on Friday, probably five times larger than what we were uh, on the 20th. We want to make sure that it is safe, and we want people to be uh, 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 cautious whenever they're there. But frankly, we wouldn't want to be there if we didn't have to be there. But because the governor has held on to the powers and because it seems like he has such contempt for the people of Pennsylvania, we've got to be there loud and strong. We're talking to Matt Bellis. Uh, he's um, the founder and organizer of Reopen PA, and there's a protest uh, scheduled for Monday, I'm sorry, Friday at noon at the Capitol in Harrisburg. And Matt, uh, His Excellency, the governor, has threatened to withhold aid to counties who don't obey his orders. What kind of support? Are you getting from politicians and uh, law enforcement around the state in some of those counties especially that may be getting ready to not listen to what he wants them to do? Well, I'm actually thankful to live in Lancaster County where our commissioners and the sheriff has actually said, no, we're going to start the reopen process this Friday, which I'm very thankful for. The governor, frankly, you look at what he said as basic threats. Uh, withholding funding, taking away people's licensing, uh, calling us cowards by deserting the fight. Listen, you don't tie both the hands around your back when you're fighting a war, and you don't lock down an economy when you're trying to fight a pandemic. This is no way to go about as a governor to uh, act as a, as a child to call people names and to take away things whenever they don't bend to your will. This is a time to work with everybody to start talking about how we reopen the economy because people are suffering. They're suffering from losses of jobs. I was actually just talking to a friend of mine who would like to reopen his restaurant, but to do so would take an extra three to $5,000 just in, uh, in resources alone. So 
he has really done a number on this state, and to uh, go to the to the base level of starting calling people names is really just awful. But frankly, I wear it as a badge of honor. I'm going to go there. I'm going to let him know that if he really wants to know what cowardly is, cowardly is cowering in the mansion uh, in Harrisburg, not talking to the people and redressing the grievances that they have. And also not... Uh answering questions directly from the media, having someone on the staff um, ask you the questions. I talked about that the other day, and uh, I I think the media should be ashamed for uh, putting up with it and allowing him to get away with that. He does those, uh, what's called, I guess, they, I hope they don't call it a press conference because that would mean that the media were actually there, but they're not, I guess, and what I understand, it's just him, and uh, the questions are relayed to him by a staffer, so... Uh, that's pretty pathetic. Uh, that's really pathetic. It so, really is. It really is. Because actually, I was just talking to a journalist who stood up to the governor on Friday to say, why are you doing this way? We have freedom of speech. We have a constitution, and you're not even obeying that. What kind of governor would do such a thing? So, yeah, yeah. they're not happy either. No, but they're, they, somebody with the media should should be uh, organizing it or something, and, and there should be a boycott of of the whole procedure and they should refuse to uh, present questions to him that way because it just serves his purposes, and then they can't ask a follow-up. It really stinks, and it's, it's really a, it's a, a stain on the media if they let him get away with it. So i got a feeling he's going to keep getting away with that. But um, what would make you and your group happy? I mean, I, I have a feeling that being granted a different color is not going to do it for you. <laughs> we need some real clear uh, evidence that the governor actually wants to start reopening here. Uh, he gave us those uh, the, those colors, red, yellow, green, uh, the parameters of 50,000 per 100 over 100,000 uh, per 14-day uh, time period, or however those things were. It's honestly so vague and can be spun so so many different ways that even the counties who say they're going to open uh, say they met those standards, but he says they didn't. You know, the governor actually did say that he wants transparency and open communication, but whenever he's locking out the the uh, the media, whenever he's not allowing for a real. Uh, clear, sufficient data and metrics by which we're going to reopen and allow people to actually orient their lives so that they can, it's hard to believe him in whenever he says he wants to be open and transparent and he acts a completely different way. So really what would make us happy? True, open, honest communication, true, open, honest uh, plans about how we're going to reopen, allow the counties and the individual areas to really start to dictate their own needs of what it means to reopen, because we're all different. We can't take this from one person. And finally, giving up the emergency powers uh, that he has taken upon himself and working again with the General Assembly of Pennsylvania, the people that you and I and others, Republicans and Democrats, voted in to represent us. We are not being represented. We're being dictated to by fiat, and we're not going to allow that anymore. So those are the things that will make us happy. Uh, I know I don't sound very happy right now, but I would just be pleased as punch to no longer have to do this anymore. But we're going to do it until it opens up. We're talking to Matt Bellis. He's the uh, founder and organizer of Reopen PA. There's a demonstration, um, uh, on a protest, I guess is a better word for it, a protest at... Uh, in Harrisburg on noon at noon on Friday. Um, what do you say to people like the governor of Michigan who's out there today? I think I saw her saying, you know, that the, the people like you who are protesting and refusing to listen to their orders are only um, allowing people to die and, and uh, the, the blood is on your hands and it's your fault if people die if because of um, your refusal to listen to their orders. What, what's your answer for them? I would just ask, what about the blood on the hands of those who are saying the lockdowns are the best measures to take? Uh, we've seen an increase in suicides. Uh, we have seen an increase in, uh, in problems all over uh, individuals within uh, each individual state. Uh, depression, loneliness, uh, domestic abuse. We even saw governors who ordered, especially our own governor, who ordered COVID patients to be placed into nursing facilities oh, that yeah. increased the likelihood of our most vulnerable receiving the disease. 
absolutely deplorable behavior. Somebody who would like to say we've got blood on our hands should take a look in their own pockets first. Yeah, and Rachel uh, said that uh, uh, she moved her um, – the health secretary moved the uh, mother of the health secretary <laughs> to a hotel and took the mother out of a nursing home after telling everybody well, that – for me is not necessarily good for these. So yeah. that's, I guess, an unfortunate lesson there. Now, Matt, there have been people carrying firearms at some of these protests around the country – how do you feel about that, and uh, as can that be expected uh, on Friday? Well, we don't want to infringe on anybody else's Second Amendment rights, and uh, frankly, this isn't a Second Amendment issue, uh, and uh, we're not going to really say that you should or shouldn't. We want as many people there, whether you're caring or not caring, you're a Pennsylvanian from uh, the urban areas or the suburban areas or the rural areas, Every single Pennsylvania needs to be represented there in, on Friday to let the governor know we're not going to take it anymore. You've got to give up the power. And how can people find out more about it, uh, Matt, and get involved? Just go to our Facebook group, Reopen PA. Reopen PA. We're currently, as we sit now, at about 90,000 individuals, members who are a part of the group. Uh, so uh, if you're looking on Facebook, you can find us there and find out uh, information about the event all over Facebook and other areas as well. Uh, so uh, we're here, we're ready, and we'll see you Friday. How did the numbers get so big? I mean, I know how it works, uh, and things go viral, but what was the <laughs> thing that, that set it off? And, 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 you know, all of a sudden you've got 90,000 people. Uh, did, I, I got a feeling you didn't expect that maybe from the beginning. Uh, we would have been happy if we got 5,000 people uh, yeah. <laughs> interested in this whole movement. But that just goes to show the level of commitment and the passion that people have around this message that reopening is not a, a selfish matter of just trying to make more money. This is people's lives that you're dealing with. Uh, so many different ways of, of living your life. You can't just lock people in their homes and expect them to be happy. They need to go about their lives as usual. And, uh, and people are being represented here within Reopen PA, and you'll definitely hear from them on Friday. Now, are you worried at all about it getting violent on Friday? I mean, that's not, when you get that many people together, the, the chance is always there that something could set it off. Uh, like maybe, maybe counter-protesters well, always... counter showing up? There's always possibilities and things that are the outliers, but frankly, at our protest on the 20th, it was peaceful. I would actually say we left the area cleaner than we found it, uh, and I have no reason to expect anything different than happening on this Friday. Okay, and what's the next move if this lockdown stays in effect much longer? I mean, uh, you know, you, you break up the, the demonstration on Friday and you come home, and uh, next week we're back to the same thing with the governor saying the same kinds of things and the, and the same rules in effect. Well, unfortunately, we might have to cross that bridge when we get there. There are people that are committed to this movement and, frankly, people who are within the state government who want to see it open as well. We would probably work with them to say, okay, what's the next move? Where do we go from here? Uh, and, frankly, I don't think the governor will want to wait around very much longer. He's got lawsuits looming, the uh, Supreme Court knocking. He's got people on his back door saying, why haven't you opened yet? You know, you are in a position where you're, you've got terrible decisions happening here uh, we need to start the movement of, of reopening the state start working with us where that next step leads i'm not sure but uh right now we just need to let that message ring loud and clear that he needs to give up this power okay i got 30 seconds uh people who want to show up uh give me quick directions about how to where they should show up and what they should do i only have 30 seconds and a hard break Go to the Capitol, Harrisburg, uh, go to the Capitol steps noon on Friday. We'll be there. Bring your signs uh, and be loud and clear that uh, we won't be ignored as people of Pennsylvania. And wear a mask? <laughs> you can wear a mask, practice social distancing. Uh, we're here to, uh, to let the message speak for itself. All right. Hey, Matt Bellis, Reopen PA. Thanks a lot. Good luck. Thanks for having me. We'll be right back. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. Top Obama officials, including former Vice President Biden, are on a list of names now made public 
of those who may have asked for General Michael Flynn's identity to be unmasked in a sequence of events leading up to the Mueller investigation. Donald Trump's one-time presidential campaign chairman, Paul Manafort, has been released from federal prison to serve the rest of his sentence in home confinement. That's due to concerns about the coronavirus. The United Nations is forecasting that the pandemic will shrink the world economy by 3.2% this year, the sharpest contraction since the Great Depression in the 1930s. Stocks fell for a second day in a row, weighed down by worries about a slow recovery for the economy. The Dow lost 516 points, the Nasdaq off 139, and the S&P fell 500, fell 50. This is SRN News. The following is not an actor, but a real-life story from Trinity Debt Management. I was finishing undergrad and got credit cards because I couldn't work full-time. So that started the credit card journey for me. If you're in debt and you need help, call Trinity at 1-800-936-5496. And then when I got married, we combined our credit card debt, and it became impossible to pay off on our own. At that point, I was like, I don't know where to turn. And then I found Trinity. Trinity will consolidate your accounts into one easy-to-manage monthly payment, reduce your interest, and possibly improve your credit score. You'll save thousands. I initially was scared to call, and immediately I felt relief. I mean, in a matter of three years, we've already paid down $20,000 in credit card debt, which is huge. Call Trinity at 1-800-936-5496. That's 1-800-936-5496. Dennis Prager says doctors are human, too. There's no relationship between expertise in any field and wisdom or honesty or decency. None. Doctors run the gamut of jerk and fool to wise and and noble just as every other group from lawyers to plumbers the dennis prager show weekdays at noon right before sebastian gorka at three on am 1250 the answer the allegheny institute's research education and advocacy have steadfastly worked to defend taxpayers and businesses against the inefficiency and intrusiveness of ever-expanding burdensome government since 1995 and this year greater pittsburgh's trusted source for sound public policy analysis is celebrating its 25th anniversary. Join the fight today by making your tax-deductible contribution at AlleghenyInstitute.org. That's AlleghenyInstitute.org. This is Jay Hagerman of Abernathy & Hagerman. Writing an estate plan is one thing. Having the experience to administer the estate is something else. At Abernathy & Hagerman, estate administration isn't a side job. It's what we do. You have the same goals we all do, to protect your assets to minimize taxes, and ensure your inheritance gets to the ones that you love. How you get there, that's specific to you. So let's talk. Hagerman Law, legal help that lasts a lifetime. Visit a-h.law. Do you or your business have financial problems? Are you overwhelmed with debt? Then call me, Attorney Dennis Spire at 412-471-7675. My legal practice concentrates on bankruptcy law, debtor rights, and tax matters. I have over 30 years' experience as a former United States Department of Justice bankruptcy attorney and lawyer in private practice. I have represented thousands of cases faced with financial problems and lawsuits. Reorganize and get a fresh start. Call 412-471-7675 or visit my website at DennisSpira.com. AM 1250 and FM 92.5. The Answer. A division of Salem Media Group. Listen on the Answer mobile app, smart speakers, tune in, iHeart, or radio.com. Stuck in traffic? We've got the answer. On the turnpike, got construction on the eastbound side in the right lane between Newcastle and Cranberry, and on the westbound side of the right lane between Cranberry and Beaver Valley. Baldwin Road in Baldwin, that shut down for cleanup after a water main break between Mifflin Road and Calera Street. Cranberry construction on 228 at 79. Bigelow Boulevard that shut down with construction between Forbes and Fifth Avenue. That's a look at traffic. I'm Jenny Robinson. AM 1250, the answer. Weather. Tonight, increasing cloudiness, low 43. Rather cloudy tomorrow with a few showers, high near 70. Tomorrow night, cloudy and mild with occasional rain and a thunderstorm, low 62. 
Friday, breezy and warm. Cloudy to partly sunny. Showers and a thunderstorm mainly in the afternoon. High Friday, 73. With your AccuWeather forecast, I'm Brian May. Warning, listening to this program may expose you to toxic masculinity. The John Steigerwald Show on AM 1250. The answer. Well, have you heard about Greg Anderson? He is, or maybe was, um, a Port of Seattle police officer. He recorded a video that he shot of himself in uniform in his car, and he put it up on his Facebook page, and it ended up being seen by hundreds of thousands of people. His boss, the police chief, uh, told him to take it down. Anderson refused, and the chief said, quote, Greg, if you openly defy your governor, you can't be a police officer in the state of Washington. Unquote. Uh, Greg Anderson's been placed on administrative leave pending termination. This guy has guts, uh, and he wasn't interested in backing down. Of course, he's also a former Army Ranger, not somebody to mess with. And I think everybody should hear what he said on the video. And I actually, I think this should be played on every radio station in the country. I can't make that happen, but I can make it happen here. So that's why I'm playing it on this radio station today. Here's what got Greg Anderson suspended and maybe fired. You know, as a police officer, I'm compelled to make this video. I've been in law enforcement for 10 years, and I'm speaking to my peers, other fellow officers, people in any kind of law enforcement position. Um, I've seen officers nationwide enforcing tyrannical orders against the people, and I'm hoping I'm hoping it's the minority of officers, but I'm not sure anymore because every time I turn on the television... Every time I turn, I look to the internet, I'm seeing people arrested or cited for going to church, for traveling on the roadways, for going surfing, opening their businesses, going to the park with their families, um, or doing nails out of their, out of their own house, using their own house as a place of business and having undercover agents go there and arrest them and charge them with, with what? With a crime? I don't, I don't know what crime people are committing by doing nails in their own house, but we're seeing this more and more and more, and uh, we need to start looking at ourselves as officers and thinking, is what I'm doing right? Now, I want to remind you that regardless of where you stand on the coronavirus, we don't have the authority to do those things to people just because a mayor or a governor tells you otherwise. Uh, I don't care if it's your sergeant or your chief of police. We don't get to violate people's constitutional rights because somebody in our chain of command tells us otherwise. It's not how this country works. Um, those are de facto arrests. You know, we're violating people's rights and 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 taking money from them, or even worse, arresting them and depriving them of their freedom when they are exercising their constitutional rights. So let's, let's talk about that. Um, let's, let's read something right here off of the Declaration of Independence. All men are created equal. Among these, we have the right to life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. That to secure these rights, governments are instituted among men deriving their power from the consent of the governed, meaning their, our power and any government official's power is derived from the people, okay? We don't hold power over our citizens. That's, it's, it's contradictory to everything that our country stands for. And, and this is what I'm seeing. First Amendment rights, telling people they can't go to church, freedom of religion. Okay, telling people they can't protest, freedom of assembly, um, Fourth Amendment violations, illegal traffic stops to check for papers. What are you, the Gestapo? Is this 1930s Nazi Germany? You don't get to stop people unless you have reasonable suspicion or probable cause that they have committed a crime. And I know people that are have personally been stopped saying, we want to see papers showing that you're essential. That is not how our job works, okay? 
What really has been pissing me off lately is the fact that these officers that are going out here and, and, and enforcing these tyrannical orders, what they're doing is they're making my job and my safety, or, or they're putting my job and my safety at risk. Because what you're doing is you're widening the gap between public trust and law enforcement officers. And and what that's gonna do is it's gonna, I mean, look at, look at what's happened to law enforcement in the last 10 years. Less and less public trust and more often than not, that is a result of isolated incidents that get blown out of proportion. They're not isolated anymore. They're happening every single day. And the thing that I want you guys to realize is that our power that, that we hold as law enforcement officers, it's nothing more than a facade. It's a badge and a gun. And people... You don't realize if you haven't lived in anarchy, if you haven't seen combat, things can be stripped from people in a heartbeat. And and that's what I'm afraid of. I'm afraid that these actions are going to wake a sleeping giant, i.e. the American people. Okay, They are going to be put in a position where they won't have their rights trampled anymore. And us as law enforcement officers, we'll... We'll have our ability to enforce the law stripped from us in about 10 minutes. Okay? I, I don't... I think what is going to happen if this continues is we're going to see bloodshed in the streets. Okay? I don't want to see bloodshed in the streets on either side of this coin. I don't want to see fellow officers get injured or killed, and I certainly don't want to see citizens get injured or killed. And I promise you, most of you out there doing these 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 tyrannical acts against our citizens you're not ready for combat you're not mentally or physically ready for combat in the first place i promise you you don't want to go through that and i hope i never have to go through that again um you know you don't get to just say well i'm doing this because i was told to do so or i'm following orders or I need to keep this job. Guess what? I need to keep this job more than anybody. I have three young children. I have two houses. Like, I have the same sob story that the rest of you guys have. But my personal choices and my living arrangements, no matter what they are, don't allow me to trample on people's rights. And I don't understand why that concept is so hard for for people to understand. Listen, you need to stand up for what's right. You need to, if, if you're, cha- if you're part of a department or an agency that is asking people or asking their officers or their deputies to impose on people's rights and infringe on their, their, their freedoms, you need to step up and say, no, that's not me. That's not what I signed up for. And that's going against my oath. And if that costs you your job, so be it. At least you'll be able to look at yourself in the mirror at night. I've already expressed this to my department. And, and luckily for me, I come from a department that I feel like my chain of command shares my view, but I don't care what department you're part of or what your chain of command thinks. You don't get to trample on people's liberty. And so, you know, as a special operations veteran, I've fought on the streets of Iraq for under the U.S. government's guise of freedom. And I'm telling you what, the American people are going to be, they are you are going to wake a sleeping giant and they are going to fight 10 times harder for their freedom on their soil than anything you've ever seen before and if that's something you're willing to face then, then keep trampling on people's rights but i promise you the american spirit of defiance is going to rise again and it's going to be a big problem for our country so i'll leave you with this something that i learned as a an e-nothing in the army No matter what situation you're put in, if you look inside yourself and ask yourself one question, am I doing the right thing? You ask yourself that, you know the answer. And no amount of money or no order or law or anything should be able to make you go against doing the right thing. So I'm imploring officers to look inside themselves and ask themselves, is this what I want to be doing to my citizens? And, and I think the answer is clear. And if we all stand up together, 
guess what? It'll be a non-issue, no factor, because people and law enforcement will be united like we should be. And that was Greg Anderson, and his boss uh, told him to take that video down. He refused, and he was put on uh, administrative leave and possible termination. I don't know. That's uh, that was later. That was this afternoon. Something uh, may have happened with that one way or the other since then. But um, I thought that I, I, what he said was great. And you know, sometimes uh, if you work in the radio business, you say, "Well, I can't run a." A, a, an audio, uh, I can't run a recording of somebody, an eight-minute-plus soundbite. And sorry, but uh, I think that needed to be heard, and um, I'm glad I played it. And uh, I think what he said about uh, doing what's right, <laughs> I think that was the right thing to do. I hope you uh, liked it, and um, uh, just keep that name in mind, Greg Anderson. And he said he has three kids and two houses, and uh, he might have just uh, lost his job, um, so maybe there'll be some kind of a, a GoFundMe or something for him uh, down the down the line. But you can Google his name, just Greg Anderson, Port of Seattle Police, and the story will come up. So uh, we will uh, we will come back in a couple of minutes. Stick around. Eric Metaxas here. Like you, I'm confined to my home, spending time with my family, and one thing we enjoy right now is watching uplifting movies that affirm our faith. But what's there to watch? Well, I have the answer. Introducing Patterns of Evidence, The Exodus, a documentary that explores convincing evidence that the biblical account of the Exodus is true. Investigative filmmaker Tim Mahoney journeyed to Egypt, Israel, and throughout the world to search for answers to one very important question. Did the stories like Exodus, as written in the Bible, really happen? And the results of his investigation are monumental. Right now, you can watch Patterns of Evidence, The Exodus at Home. Go to PatternsofEvidence.com. That's PatternsofEvidence.com. And immediately following the movie, a panel moderated by Gretchen Carlson and featuring Dennis Prager and Graham Lotz and me, yours truly, will provide further insight and commentary on the film. Watch Patterns of Evidence, The Exodus, and others in the series. Go to PatternsofEvidence.com. That's PatternsofEvidence.com. The coronavirus pandemic has caused a lot of chaos lately. But something good that's come from it all is that Americans are waking up to the fact that we make too many things overseas and are reliant on China and other nations for the products that we need most. Enough is enough. Authentically American is a veteran-owned, patriotic, made-in-USA apparel company. They produce the highest quality apparel you can find, and it's all American-made. While other companies are waiting for their supplies to come in from Asia, Authentically American is still going strong, putting our neighbors to work every day. They also give 10% of every purchase to charities that support our veterans and their families. Use code SALEMPITTSBURGH to get 10% off your entire purchase. Don't spend one more dime on products made overseas. If every American spent an extra $3.33 on U.S.-made goods, it would create almost 10,000 new jobs in this country. Shop at AuthenticallyAmerican.us and use promo code SALEMPITTSBURGH to take 10% off your entire purchase. That's promo code SALEMPITTSBURGH. Where is yours made? You all have helped build my pillow into the amazing company that it is today. Now, Mike Lindell, the inventor and CEO of my pillow, wants to give back to our listeners. You can get great discounts on all my pillow products if you go to mypillow.com right now and click on the radio listener specials. You're going to see some amazing offers. Right now, my pillow is offering an exclusive radio special. Today, they're offering buy one, get one free on a variety of their amazing products, including the Supima My Pillows. My Pillow Towels, Roll and Go Anywhere Pillows, Duvet Covers, Giza Pillowcases, Bolster Pillows, and Neck Pillows. Plus, if you buy Mike Lindell's book, What Are the Odds? From Crack Addict to CEO, you'll get free shipping and a $25 gift card. Just go to MyPillow.com and enter promo code STAG or call 800 716 
800-888-8087. Be sure to use promo code STAG. MyPillow is answering the call for more face masks as the country continues to deal with the global coronavirus pandemic. They'll be making face masks for hospitals across the country. This story is called The Ugly Truth About Timeshare. If you think you've done your family a favor by buying a timeshare, you need my help. Hello, I'm Chuck McDowell, CEO and founder of Wesley Financial Group. Ten years ago, I started helping folks cancel their timeshare contracts. And in the process, started what's now called the timeshare cancellation industry. Timeshare is the only thing that you can buy that you can't tell me how much it's going to cost or when it's going to end. When you buy a timeshare, you give them a blank check to fill out any amount they want for annual maintenance and assessment fees. Sound crazy? The crazy thing is this never ends. Stop the insanity today. Call my office now. I guarantee if we can't cancel your timeshare contract, you'll pay nothing. Were you lied to when buying a timeshare and want out? Get the facts about timeshare cancellation. Call Wesley now for your free information kit. 800-290-7100. 800-290-7100. 800-290-7100. The John Steigerwall Show. AM 1250, The Answer. You just heard uh, the cop, Greg Anderson, who um, is... Uh, I guess wondering right now whether he's going to still have a job. He's got a family and a couple of houses to pay for. And um, that's just one of the things that's happening. Uh, we told you earlier, if you weren't listening, uh, we had um, we got Matt Bettis on, who's uh, the founder of uh, Reopen PA. And there's going to be a um, demonstration, a protest, I guess is a better word for it, in Harrisburg on Friday at noon. And he said that uh, that they had 2,000, somewhere between 2,000 and 10,000 people there the first time. That was three weeks ago. And it's, he was just kind of getting started. And they now have, he now has 90,000 people who have joined his group. It just all started on his Facebook page. 90,000 people. Now remember, this isn't the United States of America, it's, it's Pennsylvania. Um, so it could be a, a really large crowd there on Friday. I hope it's massive, and I hope it creates all kinds of problems for the uh, the government down there, and I hope it really annoys the governor because that's obviously the point of it. So here's a story from uh, – I, I mentioned this um, to uh, Matt when he was on. This, the governor of uh, Michigan, uh, her name is uh, Whitmer, and she has uh, stripped – a 77-year-old barber of his license without due process. That's just happened. Um, he's, uh, the 77-year-old barber's name is Carl Mankey. He defied her executive order to keep his uh, business closed, and uh, he's being just tortured by the state. He was taken to court by the state, who asked the judge to order Mankey to close his doors. The judge refused. Then Whitmer sicked the Department of Health on him, he refused to comply. Finally, after the close of business yesterday, the Michigan Department of Licensing and Regulatory Affairs uh, made good on Whitmer's threats. The Mar- Department of Licensing and Regulatory Affairs has suspended Carl's license. That's what his uh, attorney, David Coleman, said. Not thinking about it, they've actually done it without a hearing, without any due process. It's an unbelievable abuse of power. And there's no legal basis for the action. This is pure retribution by the governor, uh, by the governor's office and the attorney general. This is so petty and vindictive, it's beyond the pale. This is what's happening now. Uh, I think I mentioned this yesterday. This is a barber, okay? Now, I know uh, a guy who's been a barber for a million years, and he's, um, he's got clients that have been with him forever. And why shouldn't he be allowed to mutually agree with uh, his customers that he will cut their hair uh, one at a time, make appointments like he always does, but just make sure there's nobody else in the office when he comes in. And, uh, you know, maybe the barber could actually wear a mask, uh, and not that it would matter or do any good, but wear a mask if that's what uh, the customers wanted. Why should the government in any way step in the middle of that? Well, this Governor Whitmer, I saw her mug up on the screen as I walked by the TV today here at home. I'm still broadcasting from home, by the way. Uh, I walked by the TV and I saw her being interviewed on The View. And uh, that's something that I I just can't stomach. So I didn't listen to it. I, I can't watch that show for 20 seconds without wanting to, well, either throw up or throw something through the TV. But 
but she was on there, and I could tell just by her facial expression and her smile that she was being slobbered all over by the uh, the host of The View. They love this. The more the government tortures people, the more liberals seem to like it. And uh, people, uh, this is such an obvious, uh, tremendous lesson for people who think uh, the government, especially the federal government, should have more power. We're seeing what happens when they have more power. Why would anybody? And and look at look at the stupidity that you see every day, the mistakes that are made, and the and the predictions that go wrong. There's a story in the um, speaking of Pennsylvania. There's a story in the Bucks County Courier Times, and the headline is: "States ordered nursing homes to take COVID-19 residents. Thousands died. How it happened? Well, that's a, it happened in a lot of states, especially New York. It's a total disaster there, and people continue to fall all over um, Governor Cuomo up there and act as though he uh, has done such a great job. Uh, but 3,043 people have died inside New York nursing homes because of uh, the virus, or that's about 17% of the state's 18,015 deaths. But in Pennsylvania, 65% of coronavirus deaths were nursing home residents, 65%. And in counties in the hardest hit southeastern part of the state, long-term care residents amount for as much as 80% of county deaths. They're, they're making people wear masks. They're making people stay home. They're doing everything that we all know that they're trying to make people do. And the people who are dying are in nursing homes. And one of the reasons they're dying is because the state government sent sick people to the nursing home. Uh, 58% of the deaths in Delaware lived in nursing homes. 46% of the fatalities in Maryland, nursing homes. There's a, is there a theme here that it's nursing homes? And this is going to be a big story. It is already. It's just not big enough because the media aren't covering it well enough. But um, uh, this is a long and detailed story in the Bucks County Times about um, – I'm sorry, the Bucks County Courier Times – about what's happening in the uh, in the nursing homes and uh, how the, the state and including Rachel what's her name uh, the secretary of whatever it is health whatever it is um, is uh, decided to send people to uh, nursing homes that's where that they were sent there and now they're dying and or dead so they're gonna have to explain that. And uh, we'll have more tomorrow. Uh, we're going to talk tomorrow about baseball, believe it or not, among other things. See you then. The John Steigerwald Show is a production of the Antwerp Pittsburgh and Salem Media Group.